Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to the AEW Rampage preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Rampage. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review AEW Rampage, but also AEW Dynamite, Raw, SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT Dubai. Oh, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Sidgwick to look ahead to tonight's episode of... Hey, I just met you. And it's been a mixed bag in recent weeks of like them trying big things and then kind of coasting a little bit. I think it's fair to say on AEW Rampage, they started the year incredibly well, particularly with the double header with Bell of the Bills. But Sige, how are you feeling ahead of tonight's show? Adam Wilborn, what am I looking at on my phone right now? <laughs> it's, the- it's not my alarm. Nope. It's not my alarm because I'm not setting it. Because I am not setting it realistically. Um, I just... It's the monkey's paw. Simpsons. Mm. Careful what you wish for thing. I want Kenny Omega to wrestle on television. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, Dynamite's already pretty great, even when he's not on the show. I want Kenny Omega to wrestle on Rampage. Uh, he's wrestling this lot. Who you know are... Some of them are good. They are really trying hard to get this act over. It's not for me at all. Um, apparently, it's a lot more banter on the YouTubes and the vlogs and all the rest of it. It's just not for me. And I'll say one thing, though. We got a non-spoiler indication of quality from a fan whose name escapes me, um, a listener. So I apologize for that. I could check my phone, but there's enough dead air on these podcasts as it is. <laughs> and I was told that Rampage was instantly forgettable outside of the Elite match. Of course. Which was fun. Ah. Yeah, I just call me CNC Music Factory because this is a match that makes me go, ah. Because <laughs> it's got Isaiah Cassidy. Matt Hardy and Ethan Page of The Firm taking on The Elite. Obviously, as a uh, prelude, you could say, to the big trios title match next week against Top Flight and AR Fox. Ah, you know who's going to win, I think. I've got a pretty decent indication (laughs) of who's going to win every single match on this show. Um, Last week's was 
really, really strong. Maybe it's on like a fortnightly cycle. Yes. Speaking of the word fortnight, did you know that Michael Hamflet was once uh, buried in the old whatculture.com slash WWE comments section for using the word fortnight? What? Yes. Fortnite, someone was like, oh, pretentious. Fortnite, stop using big words. <laughs> Apparently, they do not use the word Fortnite in America. Is this one of that weird thing where they say bi-monthly, which either means, or bi-weekly or whatever it is, which either means twice a week or twice a month or it's like w- every two months. It's like WWE with anniversaries and birthdays. Yes. So I'm not sure they mean the same thing. And just use Fortnite. It's a nice word. Yeah. Uh, it's in a two-weeker. What? It's, no, I made that up. Okay, I wouldn't just be surprised, some, though. Just, some, just, a, just doing some dickhead bit. Uh, why was I talking about that? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, they, they 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 do it a fortnightly schedule. Yeah, in a fortnightly rotation of one week, it's very good. One week, it's not the best, but there's a star on it, and they'll hope to get a rating. This looks to me... Not the best. Of I'm course, last week they had Wheelie Uter and Hangman Page kicking the crap out of each other. And Jamie Hayter and yeah. Emi Sakura making that match look like a Miz match. Yeah. So, I uh, last week was pretty damn great. I had problems with it, but um, I think the general consensus was that it was a really strong episode of Rampage this week. There are two matches in particular that I just simply don't want to watch. Mm. I'm going to. It's my job. But um, if I was the... If I didn't do this for a living and... With my heavy parenting, family schedule, and working hours and all the rest of it. If I was a more casual fan of AEW than I am, would I watch this? I'd watch the Elite, because yeah. I'm an elite mark, but I wouldn't watch the rest of the show. It looks pretty piss weak. Um, this trio's match, we know who's going to win. I've been hopefully reliably informed that it's uh, pretty fun. And look, it's kind of impossible, irrespective of who's stood opposite them, in the other side of the ring for the elite to have an actively bad match. This, I think, by design and in execution, will skew more towards fun mm. than exhilarating. Like, without being harsh on his appeal or his body of work or what he's doing now, one thing Matt Hardy objectively is these days is pretty slow. So he can't possibly work the elite trio's standard that they've set no. throughout their time in All Elite Wrestling. So I expect this to be a more comedic, fun match, that when it needs to get exciting, because wrestling matches do, Isaiah Cassidy yes. and Nick Jackson and Kenny and Matt will do the majority of the work. Um, I think the Elite will win. Obviously, it'll be more fun. Like, they'll rip off each other's poses. Like, knowing that, the Elite and Matt Hardy are close. Certainly the Bucks and Matt Hardy are. So they'll have no problems whatsoever with, like, bantering each other off. So Nick Jackson can, like, try and do the twist of fate and all the rest of it. Can you remember the one good thing about the Hardys versus uh, Young Bucks feud in AEW? Was it, what, you mean aside from the bit where Jeff Hardy danced whilst his brother was getting his head kicked in? Yeah, yeah, that was funny. It was an intentionally funny bit. On the rampage before Double or Nothing, the elite, uh, the Young Bucks came out dressed as the Young Bucks and they did the Matt Facts. Dressed as the Hardys. Dressed as the Hardys. Yeah. And uh, they did like the Matt Facts thing and they were like taking the mick out of the way that Matt Hardy walks. 
So maybe you'll get some, like, cruel but quite funny, all in good fun, all agreed upon um, books and Kenny doing the Matt Hardy mannerisms and all the rest of it. Um, look, this should be very, very fun indeed. You're probably going to get dissension between Matt yes. Hardy and Ethan Page. That'll be driven forward. That will inform the finish. But, yeah, Matt Hardy, again, I'm on record realistically is not the biggest fan of what he's doing in AEW, and I don't necessarily think that he should be a prominent part of it. In you know, to his credit and Tony Khan's credit, he isn't. If you're going to do anything with him, and I'd argue, given the depth of the roster, not much need, this is the best possible environment for him. I never want to see a Matt Hardy singles match as long as I live. I think the same qualifies for a tag at this point. That's how kind of washed he is. But, you know, he's washed because he's accomplished loads of great things exactly, in his career. Yeah. But he's become that old-timer who I don't want to see anymore. But <laughs> um, a trio's fine. Yeah. That's what I would... That's his level now. He can come out. He can do his spots, which he can still do. He's not quite Heroes of Wrestling level broken. He's on the cusp, but he's not quite there yet. Actually, he's nowhere near that, but he's past it. Um, but no, he can do his stuff. He gets a pop for his stuff. He knows when to do his stuff because he's very, very intelligent yes. as a pro wrestler. So he's got a part to play in this match and it'll get over and it'll be fun. I saw a nice thing on uh, Square Circle Reddit. Ray, that you say something like that. I was going to say. Um, where Rebby had posted a video where she was out to dinner with Matt and someone was sending him pictures of their pennies. Said that was Ethan Page because he was trying to get their gear to match for something. Oh, right. oh like okay. quite a nice little. little no, he does there. some funny stuff, I guess. Yeah. Do you think um, we have a running joke here? And obviously, we recognise the fact that in reality, Mark Henry probably does a great deal behind the scenes. But for fans who see Mark Henry and hear rumours about what he may be paid for, or they might may be paid, I should say, uh, he comes out and says what he says. Do you think, as a, a bit of a wind up, Tony Khan's like? Uh, Mark, you need to do a little bit more this week mm -hmm. uh, as you're doing the whole, looks like we've had enough talk, just as the pause. Can you do the orgasm noise that Isaiah Cassidy does? Well. <laughs> um, I don't know how it's going to go tonight because... Um, the Elite are going to win. Well, no, that one I know. <laughs> that one's obvious. Um, but it says Tony Storm and Soraya are in action, so I don't know if they win, lose. It's tough to crack the code of this one. <laughs> but in terms of big picture stuff, this is the continuation of this. I've called it the women's division saga because it's developing, like you say, this uh, really intriguing story with not only Tony Storm and Soraya and Hater and Baker, like you, you talked about on the Dynamite review, which is still available, what culture wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from. You've got them. Soho, you've got Shida, you've got potential people to come back into this. It is very much AW Originals versus Outsiders. Mm -hmm. um, do you think that factors into this quite obvious squash victory for Tony Storm and Soraya? Uh, if, let's consider where the story has taken us to this point. Britt Baker, who is kind of situational babyface here, considering that everyone just resented Soraya and her entitled attitude, and that's why this has evolved into a work now and they've just pivoted because it's the just general... The crowd sentiment is not with Soraya. They've had the sense to recognize this, and now Britt Baker is situational babyface. As such, she got her ass kicked 
backstage by Soraya and Tony Storm, she should come out now and do a run-in. Yeah. So it was an exciting thing to book, but from a character's POV, it makes sense. Um, I <laughs> you, don't care. You stopped talking. I just I stopped caring in that moment. <laughs> That's what has to happen. I'm not tremendously excited about it. I think the storyline does have legs, does have potential, but we're in the sort of world-building phase yes. before it really intensifies, and it feels like the obligatory chord to strike in all of this to keep the rhythm going and to further establish a dynamic is for... I would want Soraya and Tony Storm to cut this really entitled promo and then have Baker and Hater chase them off. We don't have to have any physicality yet. In fact, that should be kept to a minimum lest it turns into one of these sort of endless limbs-heavy brawls that the JAS and the BCC did. So let's reserve that. Have them get chased off. And have Soraya and Tony Storm cut this incredibly uh, deluded, just no self-awareness promo. Maybe go a Kurt Angle 1999-adjacent route where they say something to the effect of, like, you're welcome, bit of star power, on Rampage. You know, this is the little show that could... <laughs> promoted by the little company that could, all that kind of stuff. I'd be into that. Yeah. I'd be into that. Um, <laughs> Next week on Dynamite, it is Brian Danielson taking on Roosh, who's been already given a suitcase full Am of money. Am I into that? Or does that bury Rampage? I think that buries Rampage. That's the thing they have. There's a balance to be struck here. One of my least favorite things, sorry, mate, That's all right. um, about WWE and mercifully, they don't do this anymore. And yes, it's all about creating stars and good storylines. But one thing that just made WWE so bad, and they don't do this anymore, nor, nor should they, is they would just have acts whose act it was to say, oh, the show's rubbish, I'm here to save it. Oh, the show's rubbish, and we're here to destroy it. Mercy killing. So all the way from like CM Punk to Retribution... You had people who said, the system is terrible, it doesn't work. I'm going to change it, didn't change it. <laughs> and then it goes all the way to revolution, uh, retribution following Daniel Bryan, Becky Lynch, Kofi Kingston. Like, their incompetence and failure to see what the fans saw, they had to sort of say, oh, yeah, we're rubbish, but we're going to make it better, I promise. Then <laughs> I went to retribution of, oh, the system's broken, and that's why we're here to destroy it. I don't want, actually... Soraya and Tony Storm to bury AEW at any point during this, maybe once when you need a bit of heat and you need to get Hater and Baker really over the line as um, baby faces. But there was a point last year when MGF was burying the company and Chris Jericho was saying, I want to do sports entertainment, and it was just getting a bit much. Yeah. And I worry about the storyline that the danger is that the more they do that, the more they're basically pointing things out that are maybe a little bit too sharp. Yeah, exactly. What is it, what's the phrase you often say? Don't say the quiet part loud. Yes, and if they say, oh, so much needed star power on Rampage, I can see why they might think that's a good heel bit. There's a bit of truth in it, but maybe too much. So yeah. keep this uh, broad, I guess. Don't bury AEW too much in it because I think people... Don't see it as an effective heel gambit anymore. And certainly don't do the TNA thing of, like, we much preferred it. Over, over there. there. Yeah, that's a tricky one. The more I consider this, mm. 
It is tricky. Do I trust them to get it right eventually? But they've made mistakes with mm. this sort of heel heat before. Plus, it's you know it's MJF stuff at the minute. Exactly. He doesn't say EW's bad or anything like that, but he does a much more elegant job of mm-hmm. saying, well, that place is great, and I'll go if they pay me enough sort of thing. And I, the, a lot of people try to do what MJF does on this television show, and the more you do it, the more it steals focus from him mm. and generally underlines that it's not the most effective thing to this audience. It's too easy for them, to, to be honest. I think it's playing to the, what's it, peanut gallery? Yeah. I think it's playing to that when I think this crowd's smarter and just prefers that instead of saying, oh, we tell wrestling stories here, not like there, I think they just prefer to be shown exactly. wrestling stories. Yeah. We learned that lesson last year. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Before we go any further though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Uh, now, you said this show was predictable. Um, let's see if you can call this next match, because next week on Dynamite, it is Roosh versus Brian Danielson, uh, where Roosh has already been given a big suitcase full of money to end Danielson's career, make sure he doesn't get to the pay-per-view, obviously, by MJF. He's got a bit of a tune-up fight tonight against Christopher Daniels. How do you see this one going? Yeah, look... I'm not even going to answer the question. I am instead going to focus on how good it could possibly be. And, yeah, Christopher Daniels, did you see his uh, video testimony? Oh, my God, about Jay Briscoe. I can't in good conscience at this moment in time give you my thoughts on Christopher Daniels wrestling a singles match and how good I think it's going to be. Jesus Christ, it just feels like uh, insensitive Mm. almost. All I will say is, I'm not looking forward to this that much. The result is obvious, but it's one of those things that you kind of need to do this thing more often than not. Um, It's very, very perfunctory, um, necessary, 
none of these words carry a particularly positive, I can't wait for the show connotation, but maybe, just maybe, it'll enhance next week's match. This is what I was going to say, yeah. We, we, you and I both think, well, both know, uh, even without looking at the spoilers, that Rusha wins this match. Um, but, and this is kind of weird because it should arguably be the other way around of, with this show gets a million viewers, this show gets uh, half a million or whatever. We should try and get more people from that to get watched in this. But yeah, I think they're going to use the smaller show to sell the bigger show and sell what's maybe going to happen on the big, bigger show. So you know that in a fair fight, I love him, but his days, best days are behind him, Christopher Daniels. Roosh, look at him. Yeah. He's going to beat Christopher Daniels. And yet here, you've got Jose the assistant. You've got Preston Vance now who's just joined them. You're basically going to get a bit of a preview, maybe not the same result, but what they're going to do to Danielson next week, i.e. taking the referee, cutting corners. I'm going to take a wild stab at this. I think at some point during this match, Sige, he's going to choke Christopher Daniels with the camera wires, and the referee probably might just look straight at it and ignore it anyway. Yeah. I. Uh, yeah, Rusha's act is... Let's just say he plays the hits a bit on yeah. AEW TV. Mercifully, Danielson will not allow him to do that. Nope. And I like to think that Rush as well has got this... Uh, he knows when to turn it on, and if he, he knows that Danielson is the time to turn it on, so... Greatest hits tonight. Danielson will not let him play that set on Wednesday. You don't know whether this is again. This is less me booking an impossible spot and more me book, booking a needless spot for Christopher Daniels, whose body's been through a lot. In, I think it's fair to say. Winner. Um, but I do like the idea of in my head it's just come in. Christopher Daniels somehow looks like oh my god he might get this. Goes up for the best moonsault ever. Um, and not only Roosh rolls out of the way, but does his little pose. His little, oh, ooh, yeah. And he's just, I mean, he's ate crap before Christopher Daniels, yeah. but it's, yeah, so very straight. That's what he's there to do now. He knows he's had his glory days. Um, before we get to the final match on this show, um, oh, there's something serious I want to talk to you about now, Sige. Okay. Um, some big changes being made by Tony Khan, and I, I'm desperate to know your thoughts on this. A story that broke today. Um, he was on Wrestling with Mark recently. Um, I assume that's the guy who stopped watching when Triple H told him to. Um, <laughs> and he said this, and I, I you know, really want your thoughts on it. Tony uh, TK said, I already had a kind of schedule of what I had planned week to week in different stories for different wrestlers, different matches or segments. At some point, I just kind of inverted it. I realized I should tip this over the chart and instead of looking at the dates and buildings and building it out, I kind of flipped what the columns were and what the rows were. I put the columns where the rows were, and now I organize everything like this since full gear. I feel like I'm more organized, even though it's all the same information. I'm just looking at it differently, and it really helps me. Big changes within AEW there, Sige. What did you make of it all? Huh? <laughs> so he's... I don't know, I... I... I, He's put the columns on the other side. I don't... On the other side. On the other side. So what we're saying here is that Tony Khan... I'm not in the f***ing judgment day. <coughs> I have no earthly idea what he's talking about. <laughs> nope. Maybe, just maybe, if I could see the spreadsheet in question the before and after version with a little bit of context of his process and then saw the before and after, I might be able to go, 
Ah, it is a bit easier to plan using this inversion now. So is it like that? But I, 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 I take his word for it because the show's been awesome since it has. Years. It, this is what I was about to say. It has genuinely improved vastly across the board, in my opinion, in AEW since Full Gear. But I, from what I can get from this, so let's just pretend, okay, uh, you've got a month of shows. And on the first of and the left, what he used to do is say first uh, of February, um, big uh, big tag match. On the eighth of February, um, can this team coexist? On the fifteenth of February, split, and on the twenty second of February, former tag team partners fight. That's the most basic bollocks I can come up with there. What he's done instead now is the left column says tag match problems, you know, split, fight. And now he's gone like, right, now I've planned out the story beats. Now I put the dates next to them. That's, but maybe, <laughs> it's just, I don't understand how this is news, if I'm honest. I don't know how it's news. I don't know what he's on about. <laughs> I will take his word for it because clearly the shows have improved. Yeah, it's, if he turned around and said, I did the joke. I think Hamlet, who's sitting there, that's because the elite's return coincided with the uptick in quality. Say nothing if you agree. <laughs> but I think, like, like you say, I don't really care, as long as it's within the law, obviously, what you've din- done differently to make this show better. What's he like, going to do? Uh, that's illegal? I don't know, but you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, well, I said this on the news. He could turn around and say, well, uh, ever since Full Gear, I've been using a blue pen instead of a black pen. And you're like, cool. Huh? What, 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 whatever, whatever gets you through it, Tony, just keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> I love this. We were going like, big changes with an AEW. Now the columns are flipped. <laughs> it's very Tony Khan, isn't yeah. it? So long as the uh, yeah, so long as the pillars aren't flipped, I don't know what that means. Then I'm okay. <laughs> so I think what Tony's done basically is used a different formatting, but the same. Um, that's what I'm looking for. It's, uh, data. <laughs> right. Excited about this final talking point tonight. We are getting one of our favourites, Swerve Strickland, in action uh, against Brian Pillman Jr. He's on this big crusade against, well, he started it last week. I think we saw on Rampage uh, with him going, oh, you bloody old guy stealing the spotlight. It's like, well, give Dustin a bit of a break. Come on. Um, and now he's like, oh, these, you know, nepo, what are they called? Nepo, nepo babies. Yeah, that's why he's going after Brian Pillman Jr. Uh, but it's, not, of course, not just Swerve. It's the rest of his mogul affiliates, Parker Boudreaux, and uh, I think the other guy's called Trench. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, peas before. I, I love Trench already. We love Trench. Trench is over. He said Trench. Three, he said three words. Trench is over. He's got a great voice, an absolutely ridiculous face. He looks like, I'm like, oh, God, oh, God, is that Trench? I should be backstage. And you're like, ah, oh, how a nice time. In all friends wrestling. <laughs> and you're going backstage and you're just like, oh, there's Chuck Taylor. He's always fun to see. Oh, look. There's a, uh, oh, I love Isaiah Cassidy's blog, vlog. And then you go around the corner, that was Trench. They're bad news, that lot. Let's just get away from them. If I was backstage, yeah, in AEW, um, well, I'd probably be hanging out with my best friend, MJF. But it, it, to that <sighs> side, if I wasn't doing that, 
I would be walking, I'd be just stood, you know, getting a cup of coffee yep. in, the, in catering. And then I'd turn into full Ric Flair. Holy <laughs> shit, here he comes. <laughs> Trench is walking through. Um, yeah, Brian, it's not going to be a good night to be Brian Pillman Jr., is it? Is any? <laughs> nah. So what's happened here is Brian Pillman Jr., tremendous, tremendous, uh, well, is it tremendous or is it stupid? But little from column A, little from column B, except they were the roses to be. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so Pillman Jr., in a match against Roosh. Mm-hmm. Seen this? You heard about this? This guy's ass kicked. <laughs> Just got destroyed. And like, people loved it. It was ghoulish, sick, fun, filth. And I think Tony Khan has watched on, saw the uh, like the sickos uh, pocket of wrestling Twitter, really liked this match and thought, if I get Pillman Jr. to just really get hurt with some stiff shots in there, heels will get over for looking brutal. So I think that's why he's put Swerve against Pillman Jr. Then again, Pillman Jr. might win. No way. Come on. One thing I'll say, right, is that, look, I said throughout much of last year that I'm having difficulty with the version of AEW I was kind of promised following All Out 2021. Why have this roster that's so amazing if it's not interacting with itself is the phrase I use. Yeah. Lovely turn of phrase. And it was just there were so many predictable matches and he was so stingy about putting matches on TV that were quite unpredictable. And yes, if you do the Russo extreme from 1999, the amount of times The Rock and Triple H just worked on Raw, for example, it's a miracle. The pay-per-view business boomed mm. as much as it did. That's because you saw them for two minutes. They were glorified brawls. Yeah, um, it all ended in DQs. 2022, AEW was the other side of the extreme. No marquee matches, hardly on television. You got some great ones. I'm not an idiot. Yes. But you didn't get something like Page and Mox as often as we've had it. Um, so he has corrected this on Dynamite, and there are a finite amount of matches that he can do. So you want to give them all away. He's given away some. He's struck the balance for me of late. So maybe Rampage is just the one where you get the, the boring building blocks and the odd predictable ripper of a match. Nice alliteration there. Shut up. I did it accidentally. (laughs) So this is predictable, but Brian Pillman Jr. might really get uh, his chest caved in. I was going to say, Swerve's finish really lends itself to an ass kicking. It does. So does that um, wonderful kick. That like sort of, how do you describe it? How does he do it? (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a bit like like a mule kick, isn't it? But he's... He's intentionally already run past them. Yeah, so he's run past them, and he does kind of like a football scissor kick back heel at the yeah. same time. He's just going to hit him in the nose with that or something like that. And it'll be interesting to see, um, because there was much discussion, that's all I'll say, because I'm terrified of both men, much discussion online about the uh, beat down that uh, Parker and Trench gave when they first debuted and how realistic that may have looked. Um, they They certainly won't be uh, concerned about laying it in here. Oh, no, no, no. So that's going to be, yeah. 
Uh, you're right, ghoulish entertainment as yes. part of this show. I look forward to reviewing it with you on Monday. Uh, but let us know your thoughts on Tony Khan's big AW changes at yeah. this show on Twitter, at WhatCultureWWE. Well, actually, you can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. And, you know, if you're stuck this weekend and you're like, oof, it's still February, I don't really want to... Go out just yet. Yeah, it's a bit dark and cold. I'm stuck inside. Wet and windy as well. But I also, you know, I don't want to have gonna be Johnny Square eyes uh, by the end of the weekend, looking at a screen the whole time. Do you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tax my brain a little bit. I'm going to read a book. Any suggestions, Sid, of something that's, you know, passionate, but also simultaneously insightful? Well, it's funny you should say this, Wilborn, because I've written a book. What? All about the rise and formation of All Elite Wrestling, entitled, aptly enough, Becoming All Elite, The Rise oh. of AEW. It's available for purchase on Amazon. What two things did you want it to be just there? They're passionate, but also insightful, mate. There are 120,000 passionate and insightful words all about the first two years of All Elite Wrestling and every intriguing indirect and direct bit of context that converged to make this happening. It's a great story before AEW told the greatest stories of modern wrestling outside of New Japan. Uh. At What Culture WWE for all of us on Twitter, What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcast from for Daily Wrestling Podcast. Me and Sid will be back uh, on Monday to review this show. And we'll also pop up in your feed over the weekend talking all about the Sami Zayn problem. But Ooh. for now, uh, this has been the Rampage Preview. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.